0: At this point, we all know that there are countless effects of the pandemic that started in 2020. Have you heard of what experts are calling the shadow pandemic? It's the sharp rise in domestic violence that's taken place all over the country the past few years, and it's a very real safety concern. We have Mayo Clinic family physician Dr. Jay Sheree Allen back with us to talk about how she talks with patients who may be dealing with domestic abuse. So nice to hear your voice. It's been a while. How have you been? It has
1: been a while. It's so great to be here with you again,
0: Kathy. Thank you. Thanks for, thanks for finding the time here. Well, let's begin with the problem. Um, how much has domestic abuse cases gone up since the pandemic started? Do we know?
1: Yes, uh, we do. We have some numbers. So I think the first thing uh, to understand when we're putting this in context is that uh, domestic violence is often underreported. So as alarming as the numbers are, you know, the problem, the magnitude of the problem may actually be even more. But according to the National Commission on COVID-19 and Criminal Justice, They've seen an increase in up to 8.1 uh, percent following some of the lockdown orders in uh, 2020. But there was actually an article in the American Journal of Emergency Medicine showing some global numbers, upwards of 25 to 33 percent increase in domestic violence cases.
0: Is it because of the lockdowns that people had to? They were they were stuck together in a sense. So we
1: can't say because of the lockdowns, right? I think it it had its place. certainly was needed um, for public health interventions, but I think there were some unintended uh, consequences. You know, things like um, increased financial stressors um, due to the lockdown, increased childcare burdens, which we've spoken about, and this has been very well documented too, childcare burdens. Um, Also, thinking of loss of space um, with, you know, the people you are most at risk with, right? Leaving and going to work or going to school creates some of that distance and puts you in contact with other people where you're able to ask more readily for help. But now if you're um, kind of all stuck at home, you're in a different situation. So Mm -hmm. it's multifactorial.
0: Are those numbers as high even though the pandemic isn't forcing everyone to stay home anymore?
1: So, you know, data lags. And so, you know, now that we're kind of coming down from that, I'm curious to see what the numbers look like at this point. But data lags quite a bit. So we're still looking more at the 2020, 21 and early
0: 22 data. What worries you the most about this rise in physical abuse? Mm -hmm. You know, I think I'm most
1: concerned about victims being able to ask for help. Right Asking for the help that they need, and fearing what they are at risk of losing if they do ask for help, because again, you know we're thinking increased financial stressors um economic uh stressors, job security has changed for a lot of people. I think there's uh, a lot more at stake, and so I worry that victims may think twice um, about reaching out
0: now you as a physician you are um you must report abuse when you see it. Um, I'm curious about what what signs do you look for in your patients? Mm
1: -hmm. So from the physician side of things, when I have the opportunity to have patients in front of me, I ensure that I have a conversation directly with that patient, right? So even if it means we need to call in uh, an interpreter service, we need to excuse a guest or a family member or a friend who's accompanied them to the visit and just have a private conversation, I think it's important to hear directly from a patient. If someone's always speaking up for them, answering questions for them, they're not making good eye contact, you know, even if you're doing your physical exam and you're like, oh, how'd you get this bruise here? Or, you know, um, I think those are the, the subtle signs that lead us to having a deeper conversation.
0: But of course, not all abuse is physical, you know, yes. as you know. Yep. And I'm wondering then, how do you suss out uh, emotional abuse? Can you do that as a physician in just a, such a short time that you have the patient
1: with you? It is. It's hard. It's possible, but it is hard. I think it's best um, and, you know, shameless plug here for family medicine. But when you have the opportunity to develop a rapport with your patients and build that longitudinal relationship They know you, they trust you, you've seen them in good times, and so you're kind of able to pick up on when something's off, um, whether it may be an issue of uh, domestic violence or not. Um, You can say, you know, you're not quite yourself today, like, what's going on? Can we talk a little more? So you can, but it's very hard, and it requires you asking the tough questions even in an uncomfortable situation.
0: You know, I'm I'm sure you have advice for folks who are currently in an abusive relationship and maybe they might be listening here today. What steps should they take?
1: So I think it's a few things are important, right? If your life is in danger, um, you know, in the state of Minnesota, um, on average, the past few years, around 20 individuals are killed each year by intimate partner violence um, in this state. So um, this is a situation where you do need to speak up. So if your life is in imminent danger, you call 911, right? Like you call for help immediately. But there is um, there are also other really good resources in this state, specifically uh, the Minnesota Day One Crisis Line. And their number is 866-223-1111. So giving them a call, they can help you to access some of the resources, so not necessarily an emergency, but you do need help with a plan, Um, they can help you um, in that regard here in Minnesota.
0: Um, We've all been in relationships where there are certain uh, uncomfortable flags. Something doesn't feel right, right? Mm -hmm. Um, What are some of the warning signs that people can look out for early on in a relationship to, to keep themselves safe?
1: Yes, there are some of those signs, as you've mentioned. There's a good website too, thehotline.org, that I think does a wonderful job talking about a lot of this. But, you know, some of those like always criticizing, always telling you that you're never doing anything right, you know, um, extreme jealousy when you're spending time either with friends or away um, from that individual and discouraging you actively from spending time with others Um, And some of the insults, you know, the shaming, the demeaning, especially in front of other people, I think some of those big, big signs. And then another big one, controlling finances, um, too, in the home without any sort of discussion or taking into account your needs. I think some of those are some of those early, early signs to look out for.
0: Kind of a personal question here, but how often do you deal with patients who are physically abused? Do you see it a lot?
1: It varies. It 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 varies. Um, you know, some of these cases, as I mentioned, I'm in the clinic in uh, family medicine. Many of these cases end up in the emergency rooms, um, oftentimes, and so my exposure there is is quite limited on that end. But helping patients to uh, regain traction in their lives as they start to reestablish um, their lives away from abusers, we see more of that. Um, um, in the clinic.
0: Mm. And thank you for your work too. Mm-hmm. And thanks for the information.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So again, please um, keep that number recorded, it, share it with a friend or simply the website, thehotline.org, I think does a great job um, outlining a lot of this.
0: All right. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, doctor.
1: Thanks for having me, Kathy.
0: Dr. Cherie Allen is a family medicine physician at Mayo Clinic and host of the podcast Millennial Health. You can check it out wherever you get your podcasts.